0: If you got your Bible there, turn with me, please, to Proverbs, the fourth chapter, and Genesis, the 26th chapter. Proverbs 4 and Genesis 26. We'll pray and release our faith. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we come together asking you for utterance. Lord, speak through me right now, and give all of us eyes and ears and heart and mind to see, hear, and understand and receive. Give us answers to questions. Give us direction for the next parts and the next steps. Anything that's hindered, uh, show us the light that'll set us free. And anything that we've thought wrong about, help us to get it straight and correct it. And we purpose not to be forgetful hearers or hearers only, but by your grace to put it into practice and live it and do it, be a doer of the word. And we know when we do, we'll always be blessed because you are ever faithful to watch over your word and perform it in the lives of those who do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen means so be it. Proverbs 4 and 18. Proverbs 4 and 18, it says, But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. How does it shine? More and more. Perfect means complete, fully. In other words, you'd have... Full light, noonday, bright as it can get, light. And the path of the just, the path of the believer that's following the Lord, this is what happens. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me, he won't walk in darkness, but he'll have the light of life. And this light is progressive. It doesn't stay the same, and it doesn't get less and less. It becomes brighter and brighter. more and more, brighter and brighter, better and better, stronger and stronger. And if that's not what's happening, then you're not progressing on the path. God is the God of increase. 1 Corinthians 3 six and seven, you don't have to turn there, but it it talks about it, that God is the God who gives the increase. And it's something that we need to keep in mind because whatever God is, that's what his will is, that's what his plan is. If God's the God of increase, his plan is increase. His will is increase, which is not the same as decrease and not the same as staying the same. Is it? Said out loud, my, God, my God, is the God is
1: the
0: God of increase. Of increase. increase means what? More more and, more more and more. Psalms 115 talks about this. You don't have to turn there. But in Psalm 115 verse 14, they'll put it up on the screen for us. Psalm 115 verse 14 says, the Lord shall do what? Increase. He will increase you more and more. You and your children. You believe that? Verse 15 says, you are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. That is evidence of his blessing that you increase in every way. You increase in light. You increase in your walk with him. You increase in your peace and your love. And your joy. You increase in your success. You increase in your abundance. You increase in your relationships. Hmm? Increase. In every good thing. Is always his will. Decrease is not his will. I'm talking about in good things. Decrease. Or just staying the same. Say it out loud. His will. His will is, always is always. More and more. more, and more. Increase. Thank you, Lord. In Genesis 26, I want you to notice this about a man that God increased. In Genesis 26, down about verse 12, Isaac was in a place that was experiencing a severe economic downturn. They had had drought for year after year. Very, very bad times economically. And he was ready to leave and go somewhere else where the economy was better. And the Lord told him to stay right where he was. And he had enough faith to do it. And he sowed in that land. He invested in that place that was so economically depressed. And he received in the same year, a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Yes. How many believe it pays to go where the Lord sends you yes. Amen. and then to stay where he sends you? Amen. The Lord gave us this phrase years ago, go where you sent and stay where you stationed. Amen. Now in verse 13, the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks, that's with an S, and of herds, also S, and great store of servants. He had to have a lot of uh, people to help and take care of this stuff, so much so that the Philistines, which were, we'd say today, unbelievers, (laughs) obviously, envied him. Even the king envied him because he was so blessed. He had increased so much. Now notice what happened. I want you to read this again. Verse 13. The man waxed great and went forward. Everybody say he went forward. forward. And what happened? He grew. Until he became very great. This didn't happen overnight. This was progressive, wasn't it? Now, of course, this year, this 12 month period, he grew a lot. A hundred fold. But even that's not in two days. Yeah. That was twelve months. That's right. But this is describing not just that year, but that whole period of time. He waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. Everybody said out loud, he went forward. He went forward. And, grew. and grew. Now, the path of the just, how does it work? It's bright and, bright and bright. Where's the light? In front of you or behind you? Which way should you be moving? Forward or backward? Are you sure? Where's the light? <laughs> forward. Which way did he go? He went forward. And what happened? He grew. And he kept moving forward. And it kept getting brighter. Until he became so blessed that the world around him envied him. Envied him. Wow. Did you know this is supposed to be part of our witness? Yes. Yes. This is supposed to be part of our witness? Yes. That we're so blessed that other folks want to know how? What are you doing? Right? What are you doing? Yes. <laughs> right? Right. Are you doing? <laughs> this place right here is a witness. Amen. Isn't it? We started this project, what, I mean, 08 was when things began to really, there be issues in the country and in the world, and just, what, two or three years ago? We started this right in the middle of that, and so uh, the Lord brought it all in, right? Yes. In the middle of this, we did not try to get anybody to sign anything and go on a note with us. We didn't ask the government for any help. We didn't ask any denomination for any help. Come on, are you listening, Amen. saints? Hallelujah. The Lord has done it and paid for it. Yes. In these times, that's a witness. Amen. I said, that's a witness. Yes. 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 And we're not going backward. No. We're going forward. Amen. The word production center, we're not preparing to do less. No way. Are we? We're not preparing to just maintain. What are we getting ready to do? Forward. More and more. And the Lord Terry is coming, us and our children. Yes. Right? Yes. The Lord Tarry is coming past your life. What about your children? Should they just try to maintain where you got to? Or should they go? Forward. They should go forward and wax great. Right? Wax greater and increase. It's the plan of God. Yes, sir. It's the will of God. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Lord. Wonder what the enemy is of moving forward. (laughs) Could anybody begin to think what that might be? In Jeremiah 7, just put this up on the screen for us. Jeremiah 7 and 23. Why don't you go over to Luke 9 and be ready for that. In Jeremiah 23, the Lord said, this is the thing I commanded them. Tell about his people. He said, I said, Obey my voice, and I'll be your God, and you'll be my people. How many know this is quoted in the New Testament? And walk you in my ways that I have commanded you, that what? It may be well, may be well with you. It's always the plan of God for things to go well with you. Amen. I know people preach other stuff, but it's not the Bible. Not the Verse 24. But. They hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imaginations of their evil heart, and they went what? They went backward and not forward. This has always been the problem, that folks won't listen, hard-headed. And if you won't listen, and you got other ideas about what you want to do, Do you know which way, if it's opposite the plan of God, which way your ideas are going to take you? You may think it's where you want to go, but when you get there, you will realize it was backward. It was backward. They went backward and not forward. Somebody say backward and not forward. Is that you? What are you going to do? Forward and not backward. Say it out loud. I'm going forward, forward. not backward. backward. Now, if that's true, you're going to have to do things very differently than millions of people are doing it. It's not just automatic. It'll take some decision and it'll take a commitment to God's ways for that to come to pass. In Luke 9, let's get this in mind, Luke 9, near the end of the chapter here, Jesus is ministering and people are coming to follow him. At one point, huge numbers of people followed him and then there came some times when a bunch of them stopped following him. And at this point, people were really accumulating. And uh, different ones were telling him, I'm going to follow you. But then they would give qualifiers. (laughs) And he revealed that as a problem. Down about verse 59, I guess it is. He said to another, follow me. And the person said, let me first go and bury my father. Sounds like a reasonable request, doesn't it? What did Jesus say? Let the dead bury their dead. There'll always be people that don't care a thing about God and they don't care anything about the kingdom of God or the gospel. Let them take care of all that dead stuff. (laughs) You come. You preach the kingdom of God. Other accounts talk about, he said, follow me. Verse uh, 61 Another one said, I will follow you, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. conditions, yeah. this doesn't work. Giving the Lord conditions is a bad idea. You're in no position to make conditions. <laughs> Take a breath, everybody. How you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's holding you to the chair and my feet to the ground? The Bible said all things are upheld by the word of his power. Not only did he create this everything, but he sustains us every millisecond. We don't need to make conditions. We just need to to make commitments, not conditions. I know people do that kind of thing all the time. They say, well, now God, if you'll do this... I'll do this. (laughs) Kind of like, let's make a deal. That's a bad idea. He said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at home in my house. Now, let me read this from another translation. This is the complete Jewish Bible. Complete Jewish Bible. Another one said, I will follow you, sir. But first, let me say goodbye. Goodbye. To the people at home and if you look at the, the rest of the passage here you'll see they are saying it looking back home longingly and they're saying it probably pitifully I'll go <laughs> but just let me tell mama and them bye <laughs> one more time <laughs> and what did he say What did he say? Bless your heart. You're just what I'm looking for. (laughs) What did he say? (laughs) He said, no one who puts his hand to the plow and what? And what? Keeps looking back is fit to serve in the kingdom of God. Now, a lot of folks... Don't seem to understand this. And you know why? Because God has been misrepresented in churches by pastors. Pastors have begged people to serve. And people have been unfaithful and sloppy. And maybe we will and maybe we won't. And if I feel like it. And they said, oh, that's okay. That's fine. Just whatever you can. When you can. If you will. And the Lord is not that way. He's not that way. If you. Don't see it. As an honor. If you don't see it. As a privilege. Then you don't qualify to do it. There's been a lot of mistakes. That ministers and leaders have made. In these areas. Putting people in positions. And they're not dependable and not faithful, but because they were somebody in the community or they had some money or they had some acclaim in the world, some recognition. Mm -hmm. Do you know the Bible says don't put a novice in a position, doesn't it? Let them first be proved. Sometimes people think that you can't do without them and because of their talent and their skill. You know, I've had people that helped me before and, and they were just... They didn't respect the ministry enough. Uh, I had a guy that played with us some one time uh, musically and very outstanding musician. But he's just late. Every time he shows up five minutes late, he shows up 10 minutes late, he shows up 15 minutes late. It happened uh, three times. And I told him, I said, uh, you do this again, I'm not going to be able to use you. He looked at me shocked, like, don't you know who I am? He just was shocked that I'd even bring that up to him. And I said, your talent alone does not qualify you. God looks at your heart. Is that right? And you're treating this like you've got more important things to do than this. This is a side issue for you. And it's not important to you. And you hear people talk about the church. People say this stuff. well, you know, that's good enough for the church. That's good. It's just church. Well, no, if you don't esteem it, you don't qualify. And can you see that's what this guy's doing? Mm -hmm. He's acting pitiful about it. And he's saying, I'll go. (laughs) But I got to go back. (laughs) Hug mama's neck one more time. (laughs) What's he saying? Do you remember when uh, Elijah, by the direction of the Lord, found Elisha? And he threw his cloak over him, which was indicative that the call and anointing was to him. And he said, well, let me go home and do something. He said, what did I do to you? Go. Uh, You know, we had the privilege of uh, working at the Rhema Bible Training Center there in Oklahoma for years and and students, uh, people in training, young, young, inexperienced. And and, uh, as an instructor, If somebody decided to leave, one of us was to have an exit interview with them to find out why. Why are you leaving? And uh, uh, I was one of the ones that that had these, not as much as some of the other guys, but uh, some of the reasons were pitiful. People say, well, you know, why are you leaving? Well, one of them, they got mad because they couldn't park where they wanted to and they had to walk too far and it was damaging their shoes because they had to walk in the gravel lot. Now, never mind if they'd have just got up a little bit earlier, they could have got a good parking place. (laughs) But they're always late and have to park in the back lot, and that was gravel. And so they're going to leave. What do you say to folks like that? (laughs) Why? Because no matter... How skilled they are at speaking or what kind of graces they might have, if it means this little to them, they don't qualify if it's not important enough to them to go through a gravel lot, to have to get yourself up a little bit earlier. I had one guy look at me and I said, "Well why are you going?" I mean, just a few months ago, in orientation. I saw you waving your hands and shouting about God had called you and you're here training for the ministry and you're going to go in the world. And now what changed? He said, I'm not eating very good, Brother Keith. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, man, mama's a great cook. And said so we always have this every Tuesday. We'd always have this every Thursday. I've been eating those, what is it, ramen noodles? <laughs> for three months now and uh, so I'm going home what do you say to folks like that they don't value it enough can you see this and so what are they doing they put their hand to the plow but what are they
1: doing
0: oh man mama's pot roast (laughs) what time is it It's seven o'clock I could be having pot roast right now at mama's house.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And if that means more to you. Than the kingdom of God. You're not fit. According to Jesus. How many know. You got to be willing. To make some sacrifices. You, you got to be willing for it to mess with your schedule. Right. If you can't let it inconvenience you. If, if it's never going to cost you anything. You don't value it. And if you don't value it. You don't qualify. That's not my idea, is it? What did the master say? No one who puts his hand to the plow and keeps looking back is fit to serve in the kingdom of God. What about the path of the righteous? Brighter and brighter. Which way does it go? The light's in front of you. Right? We're following the master. Right? And it's supposed to get brighter and better. And increase. And stronger. Moving forward. Somebody say forward. Forward. And in order to do that. You know what you got to do? Quit looking back. Somebody say quit looking back. Stop. Stop looking back. Can you see what this guy was doing? He's saying. I am ready. To get a hold of the gospel plow. And work in the kingdom of God with you Jesus. But. Mama. And looking back, longingly, Jesus said, would disqualify him. He's got to make up his mind. What's important to him. And if something is valuable enough to you, you don't feel like the price is too high. He said the kingdom of God... It's like a man who finds a pearl of great price. And what does he do? He goes and sells everything that he has. And then he cries because he had to sell everything. No. No, he's happy about it. Why? Not that he had to sell everything, but that he is getting the pearl of great price. Right? And if you keep talking about what you're having to give up, you don't know how valuable this opportunity is. Do you? You're always griping about what you're having to sacrifice. What you're having to give up. You can wind up being disqualified. Jesus said you cannot be fit. To work in the kingdom. Well there's always. Challenges and things that you'll have to deal with in this world. But I tell you what. I, Phyllis and I. We feel like we are the most blessed people. We talk about it all the time. How blessed we are people said isn't it hard in the ministry yeah. what are you talking about yeah. it is so great Thank you. to have the privilege to do anything yeah. anything what the psalmist say? I'd rather be a doorkeeper Amen. right in the house of the Lord yeah. than to dwell in the high rises we'd say today tents of wickedness anything to do with his things is much more honorable than the greatest honor in the world Amen. is it or not But you have to see it that way to qualify. And if you don't see it that way. Then you'll always be complaining. About what it's costing you. And about what you're having to give up. And about what you're going through. Did you notice that word complaining? That's the indicator. That you're either not qualified. Or you're disqualifying yourself at the moment. Serious business. Somebody say, not me. not me. I'm not going backwards. I'm, not going backwards. I'm, moving I'm moving forward. Thank you, Lord. You know, uh, I was talking to, uh, actually, Brother Creflo Dollar. We were able to minister in his conference this week. It was a great privilege. And he and I were talking about these things, about uh, how blessed we are to have heard so much word. We think differently Thank you, because of what we've been around. See things differently because of the word. And uh, a few years ago, I I talked to Phyllis about this. It, I began thinking how many good faith messages and good conferences and meetings she and I had been in in the last 30 plus years. I mean, we've heard thousands and thousands of some of the very best ministry on the planet. Amen. Things about how to be led by the spirit and how to live and walk by faith and how to be healed and and how to get your needs met and prosper and on and on and on, authority of the believer. And I was realizing that there are people in the world that haven't heard one good faith message, not one. And I was thinking about that before the Lord. I said, Lord, how is that? that? I mean, we're nobody in the natural. I mean, we come from poverty and obscurity and We didn't know anybody or know anything. And how is it that we've been able to hear and partake and be around these valuable, valuable things? And some other folks, not at all. And he spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside me. He reminded me of something. And he said a phrase to me. Then he said another phrase. I want to repeat them to you now. He reminded me of one of the first things we heard about living by faith and being redeemed from the curse of the law. Yeah. Galatians 3.13 Have you ever heard it and read it? Yeah. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Yeah. And about how Deuteronomy 28 included in the curse is all manner of things that some people think you have to have but the Bible says you've been redeemed from it. Yeah. We got so excited, we got so thrilled. <laughs> man, it changed us, we hadn't got over it yet. Yes. And that was you, what was that, 35 plus years ago. And uh and immediately we thought, man, this is good. Our friends need to know this. And so we took the tapes, uh, not CDs, and, and we, uh, we shared them with them. And so the next day I asked one of them, I said, what about it? And they said, what? I said, did you listen to the tape? And they said, that tape is all it's got on it is preaching." <laughs> preaching?" They thought maybe it was some music, you know. And I said, yeah, it's preaching. And they said, why would you listen to a whole tape of just preaching? I said well just listen to it I'm telling you it's some outstanding things on there and they said okay so I asked them they said well I hadn't got around to it and two weeks later and I listened to part of it part of it yeah I didn't really know what he was talking about whatever and the Lord brought that to my remembrance and he said this "Is what he said to me about this because I had asked him why have we been able to hear so much he said I knew you would value it. I knew. You would value it. It's why I gave it to you. And the Bible said to him that has. Will more be given. And if you read the whole passage. It involves people who treasure it. Who value it. Who esteem it enough. To believe it. Receive it. Keep it. Do it. Remember it. If it's a burden to you, or you don't have time for it, you won't be bothered with more. To him that hath will more be given. To him that hath not, what will happen? What they have will be taken away. They'll lose what they have. Why? Not because God favors one over another per se. It's just because one valued it and one didn't. One esteemed it and the other one didn't. Well, a few years later, I'm sitting at uh, Kenneth Hagin Ministries and Ramah Bible Training Center, just as green as can be. Been there for three months. And a healing school where Brother Hagin was teaching daily. I was on the front row every day. And thinking, wow, isn't this something? <laughs> and he announced and said, we're going to open up in the spring of the year a prayer And healing, and at that time he said counseling, later on he changed and took off the counseling part. But prayer and healing center, and we're going to train some of these young students to be divine healing technicians, and train them how to minister to people that are sick and in need, because he was given up by medical science as a child and as a boy, and everybody he tried to ask... Could he believe God? Nobody helped him. Even his own pastor came and told him just be patient and in a few days it would all be over. Nobody gave him any hope or faith and so he wanted a place where people could get help and get something besides that, get some faith put in them. And when he said that, we're going to train divine healing technicians, I thought, oh, now wouldn't that be... The best thing it ever. And so I looked around and there were hundreds and hundreds of people in there. I thought, yeah, and probably everybody else in here feels exactly the same way. And who am I? You know, so I looked back and I thought, but wouldn't that be woo. Just the best thing. And in six months' time, they chose two people to start with it, and I was one of them. I was one of them. And was there for the next, involved in that part for the next 15 years. Such an awesome, rich time of my life. But later on, in fellowshipping with the Lord about something, I was reminded of that. And he said, he spoke to me about that. I remembered when he announced that and when I said to myself, not out loud, but I just said, Oh, wouldn't that be awesome and I looked around and I said well I guess everybody in here would like he said everybody in there didn't feel the same way everybody in there didn't think it was the most awesome thing I didn't realize that but here you begin to see what qualifies and what disqualifies and how you move forward versus moving backwards Who's God going to give his precious things to? What did the Bible say? Don't cast your pearls before swine. Don't give that which is holy to the dogs. What does that mean? Well, pigs don't know the difference between a pearl and a pebble. Right? So if you give them a $100,000 string of pearls and they stomp it in the mud and you go, Arnold, what'd you do that for? Then you're just not very smart because you should have known Arnold has no appreciation at all for pearls. And I know maybe you'll think your dog is saved, but he will chew a Bible just as quick as a magazine, right? He does not discern between holy and not. So you shouldn't give him or them things of value because... Basically, you don't give precious things to people who don't value them. That's what it means. That's how God himself operates. Which is why when this guy's talking about following him, but he looks back and goes, I sure hate to leave mom and them. He's saying he that looks back is not fit for it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because how would you know you were fit for it? Come on, how would you know you were fit? You would be thinking, you're really going to take me? You're going to take me? You're going to let me be a part of this? You're going to let me be a, bye mama. <laughs> right? Love you, but I got to go, right? You're not looking back. You're not longing. You're not feeling deprived. Why? Because you see the preciousness of it. You see the value of it. Amen. And the people who value it the most. They're going to be the ones. Hallelujah. That get to be a part. Hallelujah. they get to be used. Yes. Yes. It's Amen. just the way it is. Amen. Somebody say glory to, God. glory to God. I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. Not backward. Not back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. It is the greatest privilege to do anything for the Lord. Don't you feel that way? Anything. Because there's so much in this world, even though it might be a, a useful thing, it's so temporary. And so much of what people do down here, nobody will know about or care in a year, much less a hundred. Or 10,000. But everything you do. By faith. In the kingdom. Is forever. Do you believe that saints? It's forever. You'll be rewarded for it. People will remember it. A million years from now. People will remember it. It will still matter. Boy if that was real to us. I said, if that was real to us, we'd never drag our feet and act like it was too high a price, right? We'd never. We'd know better. We'd see things right. God's always had problems with his people. (laughs) Did you know that? He's always had problems with his people wanting to go back instead of forward. You remember his first group that he delivered? Out of Egyptian bondage? Look at Exodus 14. Remind yourself of what happened with them. God has done amazing signs and wonders and brought the most powerful military might on the nation to its knees to bring his people out of bondage and servitude. They have been enslaved. For four centuries. And God said. I'm bringing you out. And everything and everybody said. No way no how. Is never going to happen. And it did. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> it took some doing. But here they are. Leaving Egypt. Headed for the promised land. Yes. Free men and women. Somebody say "Free, free. 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 And all of them's healed and got money in their pocket. Have you read this? The Bible said he brought them out with silver and with gold and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. They are free and healed and got money. (laughs) Feel good, have money, we'll travel. They're hitting the road. They're going somewhere. God said, I have picked out a place for you. It is primo. It is flows with milk and honey. You've never seen a place like this. You don't have to irrigate it. I'm going to rain on it. I mean, (laughs) and it was. And so here they are. The women played the tambourines and they sang and they rejoiced and oh man, they're going out of there and then they got to the Red Sea and uh Pharaoh decides he's going to come get them. Verse 10. This is Exodus 14:10. Pharaoh drew near; the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said to Moses, "Because there were no graves in Egypt, are you taking us out away to die in the wilderness? We could have died over there, not go through all this." Why have you dealt thus with us? To carry us forth out of Egypt. Now they haven't been out. Of Egypt. Hours. And what are they doing? They are looking back. Towards Egypt. Aren't they? Keep reading. Now I'm going to get ahead of myself a little bit. But that's how it works. Years ago. Phyllis and I were. uh went by a car lot and we're looking at a car and the salesman came out and he said, can I help you? And we said, can you guess what we said? We're We're just just
1: looking.
0: (laughs) He smiled and said, that's how it starts. (laughs) And when he said it, it went off in me. I thought, that is exactly right. That's how it starts. Because whatever you look at, you long for. And whatever you long for, that's where you want to go. Are they looking back toward Egypt already? Yes. And looking toward it, what would that do to them? Make them long, make them long for it. What was that guy saying? I got to go back and tell mama and them, bye. Mm-hmm. Well, is he looking back? Yes. Then what does that looking back make him want to do? Long for his folks, His people. And you keep doing that. What's it going to do? It's going to pull on you right. to go there, to go where you're looking, That's right. to go where you're longing for. It's going to pull you. And so uh, they said, isn't this what we told you? We told you when we were in Egypt, we told you so. We said, leave us alone and let us serve the Egyptians. Let us and our kids and great, great grandkids be slaves forever. Really? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Yeah, but God never said anything about dying in the wilderness. Has He? So, where'd they get dying in the wilderness? The enemy fed this to them. Right? And of course, going back to Egypt looks better than dying in the wilderness. But God has said nothing about dying in the wilderness. Oh, is everybody awake? Learn how the enemy works. People say, well, I know maybe not go back, but I mean that's better than such and such. Yeah, but what you're afraid of is not the plan of God. How many believe God has something better than going back? Tell me what's better than going back. Going forward. (laughs) Right? Right? How many believe forward in God's plan is better? It's better than where you are right now. It's better than where you've been. Does anybody have that much confidence that God is an exceeding, abundantly good God above what you ask or thought? Is it? Yes. I believe it. I've experienced it. But they said... Well sure, sure, I mean if that's what you believe it's better to go back there and live a little while than to die here right now but God has said nothing about them dying right there. That's a lie they got from the enemy but they have come to believe that more than what God has told them about going into the promised land. If they had valued what the Lord had told them then instead of being afraid of dying Or wanting to go back. They'd say. He's got a good place for us. He got us this far. I reckon he can get us the rest of the way. Right? I mean he's done some awesome things. Right? Forget about dying out here. That's not the word of the Lord. That's a lie of the enemy. And if you get that out of your mind. You won't want to look back. Because back is worse than forward. (laughs) Keep reading. Let me read this from another translation. Because it actually. uh there's some things that are said better in the Amplified. Amplified. Moses told the people, fear not. Stand still, which other translations say, stand firm. He didn't really tell them stand still. Because he's about to say something else that would seem to contradict that. That's why I'm reading this other translation. He's saying stand firm. Confident. Confident. Undismayed and see the salvation of the Lord which He will work for you today, for the Egyptians you've seen today, you'll never see again. How many know if you keep trusting God and believing God, there can be some recurrent problems that may have dogged you for years, but there'll come a time when that'll be it. You won't mess with that again. Hallelujah. You You won't see that anymore. But you won't see it going back. Verse 14, he said, the Lord will fight for you, and you'll hold your peace and remain at rest. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel, go forward. Go forward. What's Captain Picard say? Star Trek, you know. Engage. Is that right? Everybody say engage (laughs) what Captain Kirk say I forgot that but he didn't say put it in reverse (laughs) did he did he (laughs) throw her in reverse no no No, we're going where we hadn't been before right (laughs) we could go where some of our folks have never been right But you won't get there backing up. You won't get back looking back and longing and being sentimental. (laughs) He went forward. Tell the people of Israel to do what? Go forward. forward. Somebody say go forward. Go forward. forward. This is the word of the Lord. Now it looked like they couldn't. There's a Red Sea right in the way. Isn't it? And I'm sure they could look at that and go, go where? Go where? And here comes Pharaoh and his horses bearing down on the back of them. And you got the Red Sea in the front. You are in the proverbial between the rock and hard place. What do you do in a case like that? What do you do in a case like that? You don't go back. And surrender. You don't go back and try to have peace talks. Come on here you listen. You don't go back. Somebody say you don't, back. You, don't back. you don't go back. You don't go back. You don't go back. You don't go back. What do you do? If you're going to have a victory. If you're going to have a miracle. There's only one way to get it. Only one direction. You can find it. Go fall. Somebody say, go forward. Go forward. Go forward. 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 (laughs) There'll be times you need to talk to yourself. (laughs) Right? There will be times that you'll feel like, I just just don't know if I can do this today. I, I don't know. You need to get yourself by the ear and say, hey. Hey. The Lord has brought you too far. Done too much for you too many times for you to start talking about this quitting stuff and far enough. I'm just gonna stay where I am. Maybe I'll go back a little bit. No, 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 no. You tell yourself, we are going forward. <laughs> we're moving ahead. We're going forward. Forward. Somebody say forward, I'm going, forward. I'm going forward. I'm going forward. I'm going forward going forward and did you know that they did what he told them to do he stretched out that rod he said come on we are going and they thought where are we going forward do you know you don't have to know an address as long as it's forward you don't have to see how as long as it's in the right direction And glory to God, the wind began to blow and God caused that thing to stand up. What a mighty miracle. What a mighty miracle. And they were able to keep going forward till they got all the way through that thing and on the other side and the Egyptians attempting it all perished. And they didn't have an Egyptian problem no more. (laughs) The Egyptian problem didn't exist anymore. It was no longer a threat because they obeyed the word of the Lord and went forward. And it was so good that they learned that lesson because they never tried to go back again after that. (laughs) I wish we could say that, but uh, go to Numbers 11. Go to Numbers 11, and we won't look at all of them, but we will see. They did not get cured of their go back <laughs> did they? They did not. It was a chronic problem. It was a recurring sickness. In Numbers 11, verse 4, I'm reading the Amplified. The mixed multitude among them, the rabble who followed Israel from Egypt, began to lust greatly for familiar and dainty food. That's mama's pot roast. And the Israelites wept again and said, who will give us some pot roast? You know how long it's been? Since I had some beef. I can't function like this. Now notice mixed multitude. There were a bunch of people that decided to leave and go with them that were not Israelites. And they were the first to gripe and complain too. How many know it matters who you hang around? Hmm? I said it matters who you hang around. And it matters who you listen to. Don't listen to your friends. Don't listen to your relatives, including your mama and your sister and your roommate that tells you how pitiful you are to feel for yourself, how hard your life is Mm -hmm. and how hard it is for you to be a part of the church. And they just don't appreciate you over there. It's taking too much of your time and and you having to work too hard and, and baby, baby, listen, that is the devil. And they don't have enough realization to not yield to it That's right. and voice it to you. Mm-hmm. I know it's strong, but this is dangerous stuff. Yes. Because you get to listening to this stuff and you get to believing that you are not valued, that you're not appreciated, that you're abused, you're overworked, you're underpaid, underappreciated. And it's got to do with the things of God. You can get to the place where you no longer qualify. Because you value your comfort more than you do the privilege to do what you're doing. And the world's one thing, but we're talking about the kingdom. We're talking about the things of God. I don't care how much you love them. Do not listen. Do not let people fill your head with this stuff. Cut them off. Just cut them off. Say, hush, I am blessed to get to do what I'm doing. Yeah, but no buts. No buts. Change the subject. I remember I was with a group of of ministers this is some years ago and we were riding somewhere and car was full and they were talking about how this one was underappreciated and that one was underpaid and this one was under this and this and it's not my job to correct everybody so I'm just being quiet. Finally they asked me which was a mistake. They said, Well Brother Keith, what do you think about it? <laughs> I thought, how do I say here, Lord? I said, I think it's the greatest privilege of my life that I get to do this. I think I'd pay these folks sometimes for them to just listen. (laughs) They didn't say another word about it the rest rest of the way. They were like, oh, okay. Brother Keith's going to be holier than that. No, that's just how I feel. That's the way I, I look at it. Which means I'm not going through day to day feeling like I'm deprived, like somebody owes me something. It keeps me happy. I said, it keeps me happy because every day I know, man, I am blessed. Blessed. I am so blessed to get to do anything in the Lord's kingdom, anything. I am so blessed. I'm so blessed because so much of what's happening on this planet is going to come and go and nobody's going to know our care in just a few years. And I'm getting to do something in the kingdom, in the kingdom that lasts forever. Having a part in something where people are getting helped. Genuinely getting helped. That's no small thing. It's very foolish to feel denied or deprived. But these folks, they said, who's going to give us meat to eat? Verse 5. We remember. (laughs) We remember the... Actually, if you look at the language... It's free fish. Oh. Fish we ate freely or for free. Oh, yeah. they sitting around. <laughs> saying.
1: Yeah.
0: You remember all them fish?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I wouldn't give. For a plate full of fish right now. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I can tell you. remember that place across the street? Mm. <laughs> You know, Flo's fish house. That woman knows how to make a hush puppy. I'm telling you, we hadn't seen fish out here. See, there's no no grocery stores in the desert. The other one said, "How about a cucumber?" Oh, don't start, don't start. A cucumber? How about those Egyptian watermelons? Watermelon. Of course, they're in the desert. Can you picture it? (laughs) They're in the desert. Ice cold. Watermelon. Hush. Onions. Oh, onions. I had an onion. I don't even remember what an onion tastes like. What are they doing? Come on, help me out. What are they doing? What are they doing? They're bad. Now, did they do this more than one time? Oh, yeah. Have you read the scriptures yeah. enough to know? They did this repeatedly. Yeah. What they do repeatedly? Looking back. Longing. Yeah. To go back to Egypt. Yeah. Now. What are they wanting to go back to? Slavery. Yeah. Is that right? I mean in the. Uh, Nehemiah 9. Just put it up on the screen. You hold your place. You got. Nehemiah 9.17. Said they refused to obey. Neither were they mindful of your wonders that you did among them. They hardened their necks and in their rebellion appointed a captain to return to their bondage. Where they want to go? They want to go back to their bondage. Everybody say back to your bondage. Back to your bondage. That's where they wanted to go. Why? Watermelon. Fish, onion, garlic, Mm, cucumbers. How about a cucumber salad right now? And you know what they did? They did this night and day, obviously. And you know what they did? They blamed Moses and Aaron. We should have never listened to them should have never listened to them how do you forget about all those signs and wonders how do you forget about the splitting of the Red Sea how how do you forget about all that yeah looking back looking back makes you dumb doesn't it it does it, the lights in front of you that's where it gets brighter and brighter well if the lights in front of you what's behind you Darkness. And the further back you go, the darker it gets. And the darker, the duller. So good, so good. You can see that, can't you? Dullness that's just beclouded their minds. They're not thinking right. Who in their right mind wants to go back and you and your kids and your kids' kids be slaves and treated like an animal? Who wants to do that? They are saying they do. They are longing. it. Now let me ask you something. Do you reckon there were any watermelons over in the promised land? When they finally got over there and they brought back some of the fruit, nobody had ever seen grapes like this. Well if the grapes were like that, the onions would have been like that. Watermelons would have been like that. Right? Reckon there's any garlic in the promised land? Reckon there's any fish over there? Better fish than they ever saw, right? Not only is it better fish, it's your fish. Your fish, you don't have to ask somebody, can you cook him? Huh? Your house, your vineyard, your garden, come on, come on, your place. You want 12 acres of onions. You can have it. (laughs) You want 30 acres of watermelons the size of pickups. You can have them. You can have them. Why aren't they thinking about that? Why aren't they thinking about that? They don't believe God. Because he told them it was there. Didn't he? Did he tell them it was exceeding good? Did he tell them? If you believed it, you wouldn't be looking back. If you believed it, you'd be wanting to see, we got to get out of this wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. Quit droning around out here, yeah. right? Yeah. And nobody should be talking about going back. What's back there? There's nothing back there for me. God brought us out. Come on, come on. He didn't bring us out to take yeah. us back in. Yeah. Yeah. He brought us out yeah. to take us forward. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did they ever get it out of their heart and mind about going back to Egypt? They never did. Let me ask you a question. Did they ever make it back to Egypt? No. So all that longing for Egypt and crying for Egypt was for absolutely nothing. The only thing it did was keep them out of what was in front of them, the promised land. Can you see that, saints? You reckon it'll do the same thing today? Yes. Looking back. Longing for the good old days. Wanting to go back. It won't get you back. Didn't get them back. All it did was keep them from moving forward. They said, We had fish. We had watermelons. We had onions, but now our soul is dried up and there's nothing at all to be seen but this manna. That's unthankful. You got bread falling out of the sky every day. The Bible said man did eat angels food and they're taking it completely for granted and they want to go back to Egypt. They want to go back. It made God mad. You remember reading about it? It made him angry. You can understand it, can't you? You've done all this to get your people out. You've got the best place on the planet picked out for them. All they've got to do is just obey you a little bit and go forward. <laughs> go forward. It's going to be better than it ever was. And they won't shut up about going back. And all they will say is we're going to die out here. The only solution is to go back. And verse 18. He said say to the people sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. You're going to eat flesh. For you've wept in the ears of the Lord saying who will give us flesh to eat. It was well with us when we were in Egypt. What a lie. They got beat when they were in Egypt. You remember that? Because they didn't get their brick quota. Therefore, the Lord's going to give you flesh and you're going to eat. You're not going to eat one day or two days or five days or 10 days or 20s. You're going to eat a month until it comes out your nostrils. God says, I am fed up with this. Why? Unthankful. They don't appreciate what God has done for them. They don't appreciate where they are. They don't appreciate what God's got planned for them. Just right down the road there. They don't appreciate. Every opportunity to doubt him. They doubt him. Every opportunity to quit. They say I want to go back. Showing. They're not fit. For what he's wanting to do. They're not worthy of what he's calling them to do. And it turned out that way. He had to use their kids didn't he? Yeah. The kids were willing to do it. They'd had all the wilderness they ever wanted to see.
1: <laughs>
0: right? And they'd heard enough complaining to last them three lifetimes. <laughs> they thought I've seen where that gets you. We're not doing that. So finally when they all, uh, that generation died and Joshua said let's go get her. They said here we are buddy, come on. let's." <laughs> you say we're going. No we know what this griping and complaining and longing to go back to Egypt will get you. Whew. Amen. Glory. Somebody say, forward. 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 Not backward. Not, Not backward. <laughs> Stand on your feet. Oh, let's lift up our hands and thank the Lord. Let's thank Him for being so good to us. Let's thank Him for the privilege of knowing Him. Oh Lord thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh Lord we thank you. We thank you, we thank you. We praise you Lord. We praise you Lord. Praise you Lord. Praise you Lord. Thank you Lord we. We purpose to look ahead. Look ahead, look ahead. Look ahead. Sit out loud. Let's uh, just close your eyes. Focus on him. Say it if you believe it. Father God. God. Forgive us. us For any complaining. Any any griping. Any being unthankful. unthankful, Not appreciating. appreciating. The great opportunity. opportunity. the The eternal honor. To do anything. For, you, for you. And you and with you. There's nothing behind us, nothing behind us that I want to I go back to. I believe, I believe the, best the best is in front. And I'm looking forward, I'm forward, forward to what's ahead. what's ahead. I'm looking forward, I'm forward to, the to the rest of your plan. It is good. It is. It is exceeding abundantly abundantly above above what we've asked, what we've thought, and and you are well able able to bring it to pass. pass. Oh, thank you, Lord. Go ahead, guys. This ministry has
1: been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge,